Okay, so welcome, and you can come join us. Yeah, I'll I'll just sit in the chair and I'll just stand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so welcome to our new series. What is the Bible? Uh, today is going to be kind of a introductory day, and we'll give out this survey that we'll take some time uh, to fill out and, and turn back in. But um, I wanted to first uh, let you kind of get to know who the other uh, teachers, leaders of this class is going to be this fall. We're missing one, Kim Tolliver. She should be here next Sunday, and we'll get to meet a little, uh, hear a little about her story. I want you to meet uh, these two, so I'll let them kind of introduce themselves and say whatever you want <laughs> to say, where you went to school, you know, what you majored in, what you're doing right now, uh, anything else you want to share that could help us all get to know you. So, so with you. Sounds good. My name is Becky Frazier. I'm so glad to be here and meet all of you guys and excited to teach this class. Um, I am currently a Master of Divinity student at Lipscomb. Um, I'm in my final year, so Lord willing and Lee Camp passes me, I'll graduate in May. Uh, so prayers are appreciated for that. Um, I also work part-time here at Otter Creek uh, through the end of program uh, practicum that I'm doing. So I get to work with uh, Eric Livingston and Dwayne Dixon who are on staff here. Um, and it's been fabulous. Um, I moved here two years ago from Denver, um, and before that I lived in Texas, and that's where I went to uh, school. Uh, Tarleton State University, which nobody's ever heard of, even if you're from Texas, so. Um, and I got my degree in, in English. Okay. I'm an English teacher. It's <laughs> impressive. I was, I'm not a teacher. I got my degree in English and well, then went into software. English so. student, I should have <laughs> yes. said. Yeah. English student. Logical jump there. Yeah, from of English course. To software software. So. Makes sense. Yeah. I didn't know what you would do with an English degree. I assume teaching. I didn't know either. So. <laughs> software is what you end up doing. I waited, <laughs> waited tables for two years and then went into software. If you want to be an English major, come talk to me. We'll chat. I love English majors. <laughs> I know, I know a, a, a girl who is uh, now who has a master's in poetry, and she now is the manager of a restaurant. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> Very poetic. <laughs> They're not all winners. They're not all winners. Master in poetry. Interesting. <laughs> all right. Uh, my name is George Goldman. I teach at Lipscomb University in the Bible department been there 20 years. I went to Lipscomb undergrad. You taught me your first year. Uh, prison epistles, I think. It was, actually. Yeah, prison epistles. Wow. You sat on the right-hand side. Are you, are you serious? Are you yeah, yeah. Yeah. The early yeah. students, I remember. After that, I don't remember so well. Um, That's amazing. I went to Lipscomb, met uh, Wendy there. We were at Lipscomb. We got married much later, but we met there. Uh, that's a long story I can share sometime. Uh, then I went to Harding Graduate School in Memphis and then did a PhD in New Testament at Trinity Divinity School in Chicago and then came back to teach at Lipscomb. And I'm from Knoxville. Went to high school in Knoxville. Go Big Orange. It's uh, tough. <laughs> Did y'all win last night? <laughs> Are you serious? I didn't win. We played a really good team. West Virginia. 
Yikes. We just played Louisville or something like that. I mean, you know. <laughs> and uh, we're champions of life, so that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, there's some real truth to that. It is some real truth to that. Um, I, I'm looking forward to this class uh, because we're studying this book, the Bible, but also this book, What is the Bible? Um, and look at the subtitle, How an Ancient Library of Poems, Letters, and Stories Can Transform the Way You Think and Feel About Everything. So as someone who teaches Bible, mostly the students who are required to take my classes. Um, you know, it's a, I love the Bible, but you also recognize that it's not the easiest book to teach. Uh, it's really, really old. There's a part of the Bible called the New Testament, and it's a misnomer, because it is still, it's a really old <laughs> testament these days. It should be called the most recent testament, probably <laughs> So how do you take something that old and apply it to modern life? And what I like about what Rob Bell does in this book is, you know, some people see the Bible and they think it's just old-fashioned, uh, has a lot of things that we don't do anymore in it, reflects a society that we've grown beyond, and dismiss the Bible in that way. Then there's another side that almost worships the Bible, as if the Bible is God, almost. Um, you shouldn't ask normal questions of the Bible. The Bible is kind of sacrosanct, and you shouldn't criticize, you shouldn't, uh, you should just believe it exactly word for word, literally, even the parts that aren't intended to be taken literally. So, uh, it's a what, what I like that he does is he tries to find a way to, to bring both those people into a bigger conversation about how, if we read the, the Bible properly, how does it transform our lives? So that's a good conversation. Yeah. You want to add to that, like what makes you kind of excites you about teaching this, helping teach this this fall? Um, yeah. So I love Rob Bell. Um, I was started listening to his podcast, The Robcast a few years ago and I think it really changed the way that I viewed the Bible growing up um, in a culture um, just like um, Dr. Goldman was talking about where you couldn't question the Bible where um, it, we you know as an English major learning that parts of it were poetry and learning that parts of it were um, you know what what the function of a parable was and things like that was uh, really fascinating to me and so I think that there's a lot that we can learn when we look at the Bible in the context that it was written in and I just love how uh, revolutionary the Bible was for its time um, and I think that we forget that a couple thousand years later um, we you know if we go back and look we might think it's archaic or um, or um, uh, in you know limiting um, and that's not that's not at all um, accurate especially in the time that uh, that it's addressing and so I think that the call for us as Christians is to continue that tradition of um, being you know radically different and being liberating and I think what's what's going to be fun about this series is, in a, in a weird way, we're going to, if you hang with us the whole fall, which I know will be hard to do that, um, but if you hang with us and kind of go on this journey of exploring what the Bible is, uh, I think you'll end up um, 
loving the Bible even more than you may have before in the past, but for different reasons. Yeah. And so I think that there's this kind of like, um, kind of young, I, I, it's tough to use it because I don't want to use demeaning language. I mean, there's an early or, or new way of like we, we fall in love with something, but then there's a deeper love that happens once you really get to know the something. And so I think that that's what happened. Well, that's what will happen if you um, really stay with us in this in this series. A couple things too is that while this will be kind of the primary guiding resource that the four of us will use, um, a we're not asking any of you to go and buy this book. Um, you're more than welcome to do that, and uh, and if you want to read the book on, on your own, at the same time because of the time frame that we have in this in this series, we're not even going to cover every single chapter in the book. And so, you, if you're thinking, well, I'll go through this series and I'll know what the whole book is, well, we're only going to honestly probably get to about half of the book by the time we get to December. And so, uh, there will be a half of the book that you that we won't even touch on, and we may like brush up against it or may mention something um, in some of those chapters we won't cover. But I do encourage you, if what we're talking about and what we start kind of pulling out of this thing uh, you find interesting and want to read more and have the book for yourself, I encourage you to do that. If you are not in a financial place to buy a book, like be like, I'm strapped as it is, let me know and I will buy the book for you. Like That's no problem at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. And we'll also, uh, there's a couple other authors that we may pull from. Uh, one is the, uh, a guy, uh, another theologian, uh, a theologian by the name of Pete Enns, and he's written a Bible called. He's written a book called The Bible Tells Me So, and so we may pull from some of his work and maybe some of his other works too, uh, depending on where we land at in this book. And then also, there's a new book by um, what's her name? Rachel. Hill Rachel. Evans. Thank you, Rachel Hill Evans, called Inspired, I think. And so we may also pull from some of that too. So if we do, we'll make mention of that, and we'll also link you to the things we use in, in those books. Cool. And we'll also use, like, the Bible. So <laughs> you should bring a Bible. If, if anything, just to hold one. You know, like, it's, you look cooler when you hold a Bible. <laughs> have it on their phones. Yeah. Whenever I speak in front of people, like, when I'm speaking in a chapel, we'd all have a Bible in my hand. And I'll just be able to be like, this is the I don't have to open it. You just gotta hold it. Yeah. You tuck it in your back. You tuck it. It's like you know what, and then just tuck it in there. And you go to go to the screen here. You know, like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like why'd you bring it up here, my guy? Preacher here, he always says, if you have your Bibles, turn to, and then they put it on the screen. I'm like, I don't need to turn to my Bible. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So do you want to do this right away? Okay. So we're gonna do this. We're gonna take some time to do this. This is a pre-class survey. And there's only a few questions on it. So take this. Yeah, thank you. Pass that around. Um, if you need something hard to write on, I got some books over here you can use. But uh, yeah, take some time to fill this out. I'm going to play a little, little, little background music for us. And so take some time to fill this out. This will help us in our conversation about the Bible and what is it and what we, yeah, we, she has one. 
Hey. All right. Uh, so let's uh, do you want to let's do this. Just turn. Let's turn to your neighbors. Let's get a little clusters here and talk about the survey. Some of your questions. Um, kind of roll through some of that, and then we'll kind of pop around the room and hear some of your what you talked about in your little clusters. Sound good? So turn to your neighbor, share some of your answers. All right, all right. We're coming back, we're back, and we're back, and we're back, and we're back. So we'll start with this group over here, and then we're going to go from them and wrap around, and we'll end right over here. I'll close the door so you can speak freely. Yeah. Soft cussing is allowed. All right, so what, what happened to your group? Share, give us some of the um, highlights. So I, I would say we had a very like, diverse um, group of answers. We had, on number one, like some people said, like the word of God, some people said like, the truth that God's my life, some people said um, just like the history of humankind. And so, um, I don't know, I felt like it was very, very well grouped, and there were differences even from like, I believe this way because this is what I've been taught. and. Um,
if that did happen, right? Like, even that is not a deal. <laughs> but so if they find a skeleton of a 30-ish year old person in a tomb with a note from Joseph of Arimathea that says, here's the body of Jesus which I put here. <laughs> the next Sunday, you're still at church. You're still going to church. Yeah, he died of cancer. Sorry. <laughs> still, I'd still be at church. <laughs> See, for some people that, some people would react to that, well, that's, that means your faith isn't strong. But another person would say, your faith is super strong because right. there's nothing that's going to keep you from believing. Can I get on my personal soapbox with me? Oh, I want to come to this class. We love soapboxes. As a 40-year-old, uh, I'm 40. This is what it looks like to be 40. Oh. Um, to Hello, Michael. <laughs> uh, my name's Michael. I'm not old. <laughs> I'm 40. Um, I've been wrestling recently with being a person of the book, of, of a worshiper of the Bible, and instead being a worshiper of Jesus. And growing up, spent so much time in the epistles and um, you know, Paul's letter to the who and who's and how you know Paul says no mixed bathing and all these things <laughs> right in your tradition and I'm at this point in my life that I feel like Paul really screwed this up everybody lo- like Josh loves Paul you love Paul don't you no, no it's Josh that loves Paul yeah. Josh loves him. Paul and I just want to be like hey this is a really good I'm glad we're reading about this, this is a really good direction but if you so much of church and, and Protestantism has just been about here's what Paul said and you can only be an elder or a deacon if you do these things or you know Paul said women be quiet and cover your heads and like these are really good instructions but we, if we take too much of everything after let's say Acts it's an instruction manual where we start worshiping the Bible and I think a lot of Christians worship the Bible and Jesus is just kind of a nice nice guy you know, we need to be people. Jesus. Being a person of Jesus sucks. It's hard. Being a person of the Bible is pretty easy. Do this, don't do that. But when you when you really try to be a person of Jesus, that's a different thing, man. And that's and when I turned forward, that's what I started wrestling with. So that's why I wanted to be here. Um, and want to hear why you say Paul screwed up the Bible? Because I need some. I need some. Ammunition. I didn't say that. No, it's what you guys said. Good. That's All a right. good soapbox. Thank it you. is a good soapbox. Next group back there. The group in black. Oh, uh, <laughs> all went black. Uh, 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 well, we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we had, we had different levels of definitive answers about what the Bible was. Micah chose the adjective route with the top route. Just said it's fire. I gave a clinical or a forensic Wikipedia type definition <laughs> of the actual contents and history of the Bible. And Terry uh, gave something some, somewhere in between. Uh, I think uh, kind of the question about, uh, which I think is probably the most interesting question, what's not negotiable. Uh, we had you know, somewhat different answers, but all kind of pointing toward that thing that's not negotiable is that it's important. Um, and, you know, in some way or another governs the lives of a third of the humans on the planet, and at times even more than that, uh, and uh, it's relevant. So regardless of whether, you know, people you know, hate the Bible, the Bible is misogynistic, and 
to end our time. So if you don't mind leaving those surveys, that'll help us and as we start kind of putting together this the whole series here, that'll be awesome. But uh, there are more donuts. I would advise getting them now before those schools come. But thanks for being here. Invite a friend. This is going to be a fun time. Next Sunday we will kind of kick off things full steam ahead. And there's some stickers on the table too. Hey guys.